Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Ben Newman. Ben is a highly regarded performance coach, international speaker, and best-selling author, whose clients include Fortune 500 companies around the world, business executives, sales organizations, and professional athletes. He also serves as a mental conditioning coach for the 17-time national champion Alabama Crimson Tide football team and has worked with players from the last three Super Bowl champion teams. He was recently selected by Influensive.com as one of the top 10 motivators in sports, and Real Leaders Magazine selected him as one of their 2019 top 50 speakers in the world. In our conversation, Ben shares how important his kids are to him and just how important his mom was in impacting his life into fatherhood. He shares some personal stories and as you will hear is an emotional to the things that matter most to him. He has a great story, a great vision, and certainly provides some meaningful tips on being a dad. Please welcome the very passionate Ben Newman to Dad Up. Well, Ben, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I certainly appreciate it. I look forward to our um, conversation today and I look forward to hearing about your dad experiences. Uh, so I appreciate you being on, my friend. Well, Brian, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be with you and to be with your listeners. And uh, Dad is my favorite title, so uh, certainly excited to have this opportunity to share. Awesome. Well, do me a favor for my listeners who may not know much about you. Uh, could you just tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of your background, your backstory, and then also how many kids you have? Yeah, so uh, let, let, let me start with the, the two kids. I have Isaac, who is 12, and my daughter, Kennedy Rose, is 10. And uh, t- two amazing uh, children full of high energy. And for me, I'm, I'm a performance coach. So I, I cut my teeth professionally, actually, as a, as a paper broker. Uh, many people don't know a lot of this backstory. So started off as a paper broker and then went into becoming a financial advisor, which opened up doors for me to be able to start speaking and writing and coaching, uh, which has now turned into being a performance coach, which I've been able to do since uh, 2006 is when I started speaking and coaching. And now that's what I do uh, today, right? So it's a uh, the overnight, almost 15-year story of now having the opportunity to work with some of the highest uh, performing athletes in the world, as well as top businesses around the world. And every day is an opportunity for me to grow with my clients. And uh, I'm fueled every single day by uh, what I call my burn, which I'm sure uh, we'll get into as we dive in a little further. Um, well, cool. So um, kind of your financial background, but you really didn't have a, a goal to be a speaker or, or a performance coach? Uh, no, that, that, that is correct. Yeah. So I, uh, 2004, I came into the financial uh, services business. So I was with a Fortune 100 financial firm. And uh, I got off to a very fast start, and, and I, I'm going to give you guys the, the guts and the real story. It's not to impress anybody. It's to impress upon the point. Uh, but I got off to a fast start as a result of my story. You know, everybody listening, and for me and even for you, Brian, I know that uh, we all have a story. Right. And our story and the, the challenge and adversity that we face determines the story we write. And my parents were divorced when I was six months old, never knew them together. Uh, and by five years old, my mother was diagnosed with a rare muscle disease called amyloidosis. For those of you that don't know what amyloids, amyloidosis is, each and every single one of you in your muscles, you have amyloids. 
If you have an excess of amyloids, you have a disease called amyloidosis. And I watched my mom battle this rare disease. She was told she was only the second woman under 40 they'd ever seen or heard of having the disease, and they gave my mom two to four years to live. And my mom ended up taking an old blue mead notebook, probably like all of you used to have in school. Maybe yours was another color. And my mom poured her positive mental attitude into the pages of this notebook, which became a journal. And, Coach, she would write things such as beat the statistics, beat the odds, live with the disease that is chronic and fatal, believe in yourself, combat anything, purpose in life. Mm. And I, I know this is tough on the ears, and we're getting to know each other very quickly here for all the listeners, but my mother's last year living, we had 24-hour nursing care in our house, and my mother came to the dinner table with an IV stand every single day to ask me how my day was at school. And sometimes it took one nurse, sometimes it took two nurses, but she walked from what was once her TV room, turned into a hospital with that IV stand to ask me my day was at school. Mm. And my mother ended up passing 11 days before my eighth birthday, but that's my burn, that's my fuel, that's my fire. She taught me that the greatest life lesson is not how long you live, it's how you choose to live your life. Yeah. And when I came into that financial services business, you know, I was living proof of what I now had the opportunity to do. Her planning put me through college. And so for me, it was this fuel, this burn to go continue the story my mother had written for others. Mm. And I'll tell you, it's a burn that, that still, even though I'm no longer a financial advisor, now I'm a coach, it's the same burn that lies with me today. And that's the opportunity that we all have, which is to give it our best every single day. And that fueled a big start in financial services, which created the opportunity to speak, which I never thought would be the career path. And, you know, when God speaks, you got to go to the door. Right. Right. Wow. Well, first of all, Ben, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that story. I know that's a, that's a um, very personal story, but I appreciate you sharing it. And I am sorry about your mom, but it sounds like she made such an important impact on your life. And it really altered the direction of your life. It, it, massively, you know, changed, you know, my life. And, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not the only one that has a story. All of us have a story. And people ask me sometimes, coach, they say, man, what, what, if, what if you could have dinner with anybody? Right. Mm, right. And, and I say, yep, it'd be my mom. No, no, no. I mean, like, no, it'd be my mom. You know, mm. they try to get me. No, it'd be my mom. And I can't change what's happened to me. We can't change, but we certainly can show up and honor those people that have left far too soon. And yes, it altered my life, but my life has happened exactly the way that it's supposed to. And I, I do the very best possible job I can to connect people to that burn that lies inside of them so that they show up differently, so that they write one hell of a story, so that the impact, the type of impact my mother had on me, it's the type of impact other people aspire to leave on others. Right. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome, Ben. I appreciate you uh, sharing all that. That's great. Now, you, um, you're not only a performance coach, but you're an author. You've written a few books. Um, what has been the most significant impact in your life, whether it's aside from, aside from the impact your mom made, from your speaking engagements, from your career, what has been the most important impact or in your life, whether it's been from the books or that you've written or the speaking that you've done? You know, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, there's probably a couple different answers that I could give you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one in, in real time because these are the types of things that motivate me. Uh, about 30 minutes before we got on the phone, I received a direct message on Instagram from a gentleman that I've never met. 
I don't know where he lives. Uh, and he sent me a, a message, and, and these are humbling things. I, I have done nothing other than try to share inspiring messages every single day. Right. And one of the things that I consistently talk about is what I call the unrequired. And the unrequired is a mindset of the highest performers. The unrequired are things that other people can't see, they can't do, they won't talk about that we as high performers choose to make a priority. And this man at one point in time weighed 370 pounds. He had a picture of his calloused hands from the, from the push-ups and the pull-ups that he can now do that he could not do as a 370-pound man. And there was a side-by-side -side of a picture of him at 370 pounds and a current picture of him now. And seeing those types of messages that you receive from people that you don't even know, is uh, th those are the types of things that fuel me to uh, keep fighting and to keep sharing my messages every single day. And, uh, you know, now, now this gentleman weighs 245 pounds and he wants to get to 220. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. incredible. Right. I would agree with you. Those, those kind of outside messages that people send you or, you know, even, even from a coaching aspect, you know, I've coached a long time, uh, a lot of it, different ages. And I, and I run into kids that I coached when they were eight or nine years old. And I run into them several years later. They're now young adults and they don't know me by my name. They know me as coach. Um, but it's, they just, they send out these messages of like, you know, you really inspired me and I really achieved a lot going through my sports career and, I mean, I've gotten Instagram messages from players that I used to coach as a, as a young boy. So those, those messages are awesome. And that's exactly why I do this show, Ben. I do this show because I want to inspire dads that are, that may be struggling with certain, uh, whether it's particular punching issues or just, just the fact that they're struggling with being involved because they're so involved in their career. They don't know how to make those adjustments. And so that's one of the reasons why I do the show is to, to share other dads' experiences. And, uh, with dads out there to um, to help them be the best dad they can be. Yep. Well, cool. Um, so you have two kids, a boy and a girl. Um, Correct. What What do you enjoy most about being a dad? It sounds like you enjoy just about everything, but what do you enjoy most about it? Well, you know, being being a father is an opportunity to carry on. Uh, you know, the the legacy of my mother through through my children, and uh, I'll tell you what, I, I I try my best every single day. Uh, you know, being a father gets the best of me sometimes, right? You, you don't always give the messaging. It doesn't always come out right the first time. And yeah. but we always, we always try our best. And, uh, you know, I've learned that parenting is one of the hardest things that you'll ever do, but it's, it's one of the most rewarding things that you'll mm -hmm. ever do. And, you know, for me, I, I speak, you know, 70, 80 times a year. I've spoken in nine different countries. And I bet we're knocking on the door of a hundred straight days that I've been at home. And I, I couldn't tell you the last time that, uh, that that's happened. And, you know, so for me, it's just been incredible to really embrace this current challenge that we're in to, uh, try to just become an even better father, an even more present father, a more intentional father. And I think we all have the opportunity to do our best. And if we do that, I think we can leave our kids in a better place and, uh, give them the tools necessary the way my mom did for me to continue to write their stories, which is really the ultimate goal. Right. Yeah, um, it's funny, this whole, the whole pandemic thing, um, you know, people, people question it and, and are, 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 you know, kind of frustrated with it and all that. But I, I have shared that same message, Ben, with other dads. I said, use this time. I'm actually part of a men's uh, Bible study group, um, uh, it's, it's athletes and coaches and stuff like that, uh, every Wednesday night. And I've shared that with them at the beginning of this pandemic. I said, use this time 
to be more present with your family. Use this time to be more involved with your kids because, you know, at the end of the day, this pandemic is what it is, but maybe this is something that God's trying to teach us all, that we need to be home and more present with our families. Maybe that's the message he's trying to send. Um, so um, it's really cool that you shared that. Um, and, that. And I get it. I totally understand it. Well, I think it's, I think it's like anything. It's all, it's all perspective. And, you know, I, I would encourage everybody and look, I, I've yet to figure it all out. You know, I, I've been blessed to have the opportunity to work with some extraordinary individuals that it seems like, uh, I'm the one walking away better from the experience, you know, but I have two coaches. I'm, I'm, I think I started my 19th book of the year this morning. So, you know, I'm far, far from figuring it out. I'm just trying to get uh, a little bit better every single day. But I think for all of us, you know, we've all been through worse than we're currently going through. Right. So the type of energy, the choice of your attitude, your effort, your beliefs that you put into what you're currently facing, your children see that. And I know my children watch me go through adversity. I know my children know pain that I go through. And I, I never hide my pain. I never hide my tears. I never hide my emotion. And I try to be the very best that I can be and help them realize that how we respond to that challenge and adversity, as I mentioned, that's what determines the story you write. And for me, you know, I'd be pretty hard-pressed to think that COVID is worse than watching my mother die before my eyes as a seven-year-old kid. And once again, I'm not the only one with a story. You know, everybody listening, you have a story and you have to say, what energy am I putting into the current adversity? Because if you've been through worse, let's try to get out of this as positive as we can and shift your perspective. Awesome. Um, now, Ben, what, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the, the things you enjoy most, but what challenges do you face as a dad? Now, I know in the, before this whole pandemic thing, you said you were really traveling a lot and speaking a lot. Uh, so that can be a challenge, finding the balance, uh, spending time with your kids. And, and right now, it doesn't seem to be the issue. But what challenges overall have you faced as a dad? Well, you know, I, I think it's, <clears throat> I think sometimes it's, it's not reacting the way that you intend to. It's, you know, me sometimes reacting quickly rather than pausing and uh, sharing advice that I might share with you if we were on a coaching call that uh, I don't always, <laughs> I don't always take for myself, right? And then you're, you're, right. you're disappointed with how it turned out and it says, well, that's not what I would share with Brian for advice for his life. So why the hell did I just do that myself? Right. And so a, a lot of times I think it's, uh, you know, just slowing down, being patient and, and recognizing some of the things I've learned for communicating with others. I can do a better job of that with my kids, quite frankly. Mm. Now, would you say in slowing down and being patient, would you say stepping away for a minute? If, if you had to deal with a conflict or an issue, would you say stepping away is the right approach or would you say, um, something else? Well, I, I think it all depends on the circumstance and the situation. I'm, I'm a big believer in the statement, be where your feet are in all situations. So be present, be focused, be intentional, you know, respond accordingly. Uh, but like I, like I mentioned, all, all situations are different. It, it really would depend on the circumstance. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now you clearly have a very strong work ethic. Uh, you're committed. So how have you instilled a strong work ethic in your kids? I know they're young, but um, how have you instilled that in them? Well, you know, I, I think they're, they're finally getting to that age where we, we really can start to 
really empower them to make some of those choices to be more disciplined and intentional with the with the things that they want, whether it's basketball for my son. Uh, I, I mentioned to you before we got rolling that I'm going to take my daughter. She likes skateboarding. Well, if you like skateboarding, how much time do you want to skateboard? So go watch mm. her skateboard for a while. And, you know, just, just really empowering them and inspiring them to choose things that they they want to do. But, you know, it's tough. I mean, I have this double-edged sword in my life that my father, once my mother passed away, he moved back into the home. They were divorced and I was six months old, as I mentioned. And my father was so hard on me mm. that it, it's, it's left this careful balance of when am I pushing too hard? And so I, I try the very best I can to empower my son the way I do, you know, the football players at Alabama or the football players at K-State or all the NFL guys that I work with is to, you know, I ask them questions to engage them to choose the behaviors, and I try to do the same with my son. Some of those athletes, they, they do a better job than my son right now, but uh, but we're trying, and he's only 12, but I, I want to do it right so that my son isn't left with some of the wounds that I still have from uh, my relationship with my father. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, sometimes it's, it, sometimes it can be a, a delicate road to go down. Um, but I think uh, one of the areas that they, that to help build a strong work ethic in them is their view of you, right? Their view of their parents. If they see their parent working hard and, and, and living a, a really full and complete life, um, that is one way that will help them develop into that, have that strong work ethic. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, now, I, I don't think people, let me just hammer that. Yeah, home. go ahead. You know, I don't, I don't think people give enough recognition to the fact that your kids are watching everything that you do. And right. once again, I'm not saying that I'm perfect, uh, but I, I want to challenge everybody. And, and I think this is fair. I mean, a lot of people say I'm an inspirational speaker. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a coach. So at the end of the day, I, I want to have the opportunity to drive long-term and sustainability and growth, whether we spend 30 minutes on a podcast interview or I spend an hour with you for a speaking engagement or we're doing a one-on-one coaching consistently, whatever that area is. And so today I want to challenge people in two areas. Number one, I want to challenge you to connect to your burn every single morning. Right? Identify what that burn is. There aren't enough coaches. They talk about why and purpose, but they don't talk enough about that burn that lights the why and the purpose on fire that causes you to take different action. Connect to the burn that drives you, that deep-rooted purpose for me continuing to write my mother's story. Whatever it is for you, for the next 30 days, I want you to connect to it. And the second thing is I want you to evaluate your health. I want you to evaluate your health. You know, I think there's a lot of fear going on in the media with COVID. And the reality is, is that if we all take control of our lives, we lead healthy lives, we establish strong immunity systems, we work out, we do the things that we're supposed to do. You don't have to fear these things. And so I think we got to look ourselves in the mirror and we got to say, how are we doing in terms of how we eat? How are we doing in terms of, of the physical nature of what we do? Because if you're huffing and puffing, chasing your kids around, in the backyard, I, 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 want you, I want you to be in better shape so that that's not the case. Yeah. And I, I was doing, I, I wake up crazy early, early in the morning, and I was finishing my workout at about 6. I, I, I wake up a little bit before 3 every day, and, and I was finishing my workout a little after 6, and I was doing just jumping jacks. I do this crazy unrequired workout, and today was my 360th straight day of working out, doing this unrequired. 360 wow. straight days, and the unrequired alone is a 30-minute workout, and then I do my workout on top of it. So I lifted weights, then I did the unrequired today. And I was doing the jumping jacks, and I literally thought, hadn't even thought about our interview yet. 
<laughs> that this would maybe have been asked. But literally, I was doing my jumping jacks thinking if the kids looked out the window right now, they wouldn't even have to tell me that they'd say, there goes daddy doing his unrequired again. And sometimes you don't realize it, but your kids are watching everything that you do. And I'm not saying you need to be crazy like me and go work out 360 straight days. But what I'm saying is, is find a way to be the best example you can be for your family. And it's going to end up making you a better example for yourself and living a healthier life. Right. Yep. I absolutely agree. And that's a a great example and a great story. Um, It's funny. I had a friend tell me just the other day, he has a young daughter and she had made a comment to him. Um, He was out in the garage and she had made a comment to him and and she's like, uh, she's like four. And he was shocked at the comment that she made to him. And he asked her, where did you hear that? Well, mom says it to you all the time. Well, even at four, she recognized that and thought it was appropriate. And and it wasn't a, an appropriate comment, but she had heard him, heard her mom say it. And it's funny. Not only they're watching, they're listening. It's a powerful. People don't realize that regardless of the age, they are there and they are seeing and hearing everything you are doing. Everything. Yeah. Um, so you have, uh, during our com- call so far, you have kind of mentioned a few uh, affirmations. We, we as, a, as a performance coach, you know affirmations are important. Yep. I've used affirmations with my boys. What is the single most important affirmation you've given to your kids? Well, I, I would say the single most important affirmation is probably around legacy. You know, it's helping them understand that, uh, you know, that I am continuing to write their grandmother's story. And, you know, my son, I I wear a a bracelet that we give out at events and things. It says legacy on it, like a black rubber band bracelet. My son wears one. And and I would say that's probably it. I mean, they they know the significance of my mother in my life. I mean, they were far from ever having the opportunity to meet my mother. Uh, Heck, I've already had more time with both my kids than I ever had with my own mother. I've lived three years longer than my mother even was on this earth. My mom passed at 38 and I'm 41. And so I, I think my kids, they, they appreciate every day and, and they appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, fight for something bigger than them. They, they know how important uh, my mom was to me. Yeah. Um, leg, you know, legacy is a, it's such a powerful um, word and, and thing to live by. Um, one of the things that I, I actually share this a lot on my show, but um, somebody said to me once, um, your legacy is built in your home, not outside your home. So we, we, we go through a lot of these, uh, you know, successful leaders and all that, that really focus on building their legacy outside their home. And yet the inside of their home is falling apart. And, um, so it's important that we understand that legacies are built in the home and you're sharing that through, through the inspiration that your mom had just on you. Well, and, uh, you know, you, you, you just opened, uh, you just opened the door. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through it. But, uh, if you talk about the lessons in the home, um, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, terribly broken. I am hurt. I am frustrated, uh, by the, you know, injustice of black Americans in this country right now. Mm-hmm. And I was blessed to be raised in a house where my father taught me that uh, anybody from all walks of life is uh, is full of love and full of opportunity to have a great relationship. And I've always been exposed to people from different races and different colors. And I learned to love and I was blessed to be part of sports. And if real change is going to happen in this country, it's going to happen in your home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I was blessed to be raised what I believe to be the right way, 
And, and mm. no means am I saying to anybody listening that you're, you were raised in a home that was the wrong way. But in order to change, we have to recognize if we've been exposed to ignorance. And mm. I was not exposed to ignorance. I was ex- exposed to love. Uh, but we have to get uncomfortable. We have to have just to change. We have to have a willingness to have the tough conversations. We have to say, what are the lessons that we're teaching our children in our home? Because the only way that this will change is, is one home at a time. Yeah. And that goes for all homes. But one home at a time, the lessons you teach, those are the eyes that somebody walks out of a home with when they expose themselves to the world. And it's a tremendous influence we have as a parent. And, you know, an amazing thing for me, I, w- w- without me even knowing, uh, my son on his Instagram changed his profile picture. It says Black Lives Matter. And on my daughter's TikTok, it says Black Lives Matter. Mm. And, you know, nobody can see me, but I'm white. And I think it's the individuals who look like me that need to be the ones who rise up because for 400 years there's been persecution, injustice in America, and uh, there's groups of individuals that have done their work. It's time we do ours. Right. Amen to that. I completely agree, and I'm glad you brought that up. And actually, that actually I, very, I very well. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way, and the interview doesn't get deleted because I'm not one to hold back, and we got to change this no, world. No, I, I, I'm totally good with it, and uh, it certainly needs to be brought up, and it's certainly relevant to to as parents. It's certainly relevant. Um, well, cool. Uh, one more question, uh, and, and then we can uh, we can let you go. What? Um, you know, if I were to ask your kids, tell me something about you, what would you hope your kids would say about you? I'm an emotional guy. I, I cry when I watch extreme home makeovers. So uh, probably mm-hmm. the combination of talking about the racial issue and you asking a question that nobody's ever asked me in the hundreds of interviews that I've done. Um, <laughs> I would hope that my kids would say that my daddy loves me so much. Yeah. And if uh, if that's the answer that my kids gave, I, I I would know that even though I'm not perfect as a father, I'm doing the best darn job that I can, and it's working. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Ben, I can tell that uh, that you are uh, you are a, an extremely proud dad. Um, you're certainly um, you're certainly representing the dad community very well. Um, and I it's just been a super honor for me to have you on. I know that. Uh, you know, I've kind of reached out to you in the past and, and just our schedules have kind of conflicted, but um, I am so glad you took the time to uh, to share your dad experiences with me. It's a, It's been a huge ble- uh, pleasure and blessing to me to, to get to know you a little bit more. Um, so um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we finally had the opportunity to make it happen. I, I appreciate you and, and your mission to inspire dads and uh, we can all we, we can all get better. So I appreciate your work. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Let me do this for my listeners. If they want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, uh, where can they find you? And then also, what do you have going on this year that you're actually looking forward to? So uh, at Continued Fight is uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, net is uh, our website. And then if people want to learn a little bit more about this unrequired mindset, theunrequired.com, you can learn a little bit more about that. And you know what, what I'm most excited about? Uh, I started doing uh, trips with my kids as much as I travel. It started out a few years ago as a goal that I missed, and then it was, okay, I'm going to take each of my kids on one trip, just one-on-one, and then two. And So I look forward to get some of those trips back. 
uh, and each of them will get to go to a football game with me. So I cool. hope you hear that positivity in my voice. I am uh, yeah. as as a guy who does uh, a lot of work at the NFL level and the NCAA level. That that's me putting positivity out to the world. We got to have some football this year. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well. Well, cool. Well, Ben, uh, look, I'm going to stay in touch because it's been a huge honor of me to have you on, and I really appreciate everything you're doing, and uh, I look forward to uh, hearing from you in the future, brother. God bless you, Coach. I appreciate you, and uh, to everybody listening, let's all just continue to fight to be the best dads we can be. Absolutely. Thank you again to Ben for talking with me on Dad Up. As you heard, Ben is very passionate and cares so deeply for his kids. He knows he has to continue to be the best role model for them, and he focuses on this every day. Ben certainly represents the Dad Up community very well. Thank you as always for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing it with others. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Dad Up Podcast. I read all your comments and questions and respond to them all. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.